Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Greater Jamaica Development Corporation will hold its first ever free outdoor family festival on Saturday, August the 26th at York College Performing Arts Center. It's called Jamaica Ready! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Jamaica Ready. Joining me today are Mitchell Sturmback and Director of Resource Development at Greater Jamaica Development Corporation. Let me get that right. And Patricia Robinson, our beautiful Patricia. She's also the Chief Administrative Officer at GJDC. Yes. Welcome, guys. Thank you so Thanks much for, for having us. Yes. I'm going to start with the star. Please. <laughs> We're talking about Mitch is, is the star. Mitch, it's, you know, I came and saw your facility the other day. Absolutely amazing. But before we get to the festival, tell us what the Jamaica, the Greater Jamaica Development Corporation is. And tell me a little bit about the wonderful work that you're doing in that part of Queens. Happy to. So first off, let me just say that the only problem we have with Greater Jamaica Development Corporation is getting those words out. Yes. <laughs> so, so everyone says GJDC. So we can just go with GJDC because for 50, we've been around for 56 years. This is our 56th year. We had one uh, founder and president until, until 2015, and then Hope Knight uh, took over in 2015, and Chanel is in charge of economic development for New York State. And now we're on our just our third CEO in in 56 years, and uh, we're a wonderful community development organization, one of the oldest ones uh, in the country, as a matter of fact. But despite that age, we are always been an organization on the cutting edge of innovation, a dynamic entity uh, in search of uh, cutting edge solutions to to urban issues. Uh, for many of our uh, first few decades, we were very concerned with countering the mm -hmm. flight of capital from urban downtowns. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, a, a lot of public and private entities left downtown Jamaica as they've been le leaving uh, inner cities across mm -hmm. the country. We were instrumental in laying a foundation to bring a lot of those uh, big organizations back. We helped bring Air Train to Jamaica. We helped bring New York College to Jamaica. Uh, we, uh, we um, in the early 2000s, and I know we were somewhat time limited, so I'm not going to be a year yeah. by uh, year, but uh, we uh, bought up parcels in, uh, in, the, in the downtown um, with a vision towards 20 years into the future. Those parcels now are now teeming with um, residential developments. We brought wow. in thousands of units. Uh, we're not builders, but we promote responsible development. Right, right. So those uh, parcels are now, instead of being empty parcels, unused, 
they're now filled with thousands thousands and thousands of residents in uh, mixed income uh, developments, adding to the population density in downtown Jamaica. And what's been key for us as a community organization is we make sure that when construction occurs, that the uh, construction jobs are open to people who live in our community, Mm -hmm. that we're especially focused on MWBEs, that we want to make sure that people who, uh, that the new developments are open people in our in our uh, service geography can live there as well mm-hmm. um, so we're very very focused on that on that economic development promoting economic development and we're also very focused on um, assistance to small business right. uh, it is right. a it is a key for us we have a business services group which um, has always been uh, integral um, and since 2020 since the pandemic has just been laser focused on on providing free technical assistance to the uh, mostly minority businesses uh, in our commercial corridors. Uh, We also operate a loan fund and uh, we're a mission driven loan fund, a community development financial institution. um, And which means we're kind of a story based lender. If someone is not eligible for traditional bank financing, uh, we can get them the loan if they show that, you know, there's a good reason why they had a a reversal in the, in their past, but we know that they can go forward now. Can I jump in a second? Because I was going to ask you this later, but as you're talking about that and you said pandemic, so many businesses closed and a lot of, business of people of color mm-hmm. suffered. Were they suffering because they did not have the adequate information and in how to fill out the forms? How did you, because you're, you're dealing with business in your area, how did you help them at that time? Because so many closed. Sure. So, excellent question. Uh, the, the Black-owned businesses in our commercial corridors uh, really suffered and were reflective of, of what was happening across the country because these businesses often didn't have the cash reserves to stay open. They didn't have um, access to these technical expertise networks and they didn't have the easy ability to go online like like, like other businesses. So uh, the problem was especially acute. Uh, there were many government programs available, but our, our businesses didn't have the access to uh, sophisticated, uh, you know, accountants and financial advisors uh, to know how to fill out these, these, you know, these uh, PPP uh, applications right. get gov- and get government grants. So um, the work we were doing beforehand, we're seeing a few hundred businesses uh, a year and providing this free technical assistance. We basically tripled it during the, during the pandemic. And, uh, you know, we went Besides providing this assistance, besides helping all these businesses fill out their applications, we went also door to door handing out uh, the PPP equipment as well. Oh, that's great. Um, and then uh, we also became um, a partner to the federal government, to New York State, New York City. They had their own grant programs. Mm. And uh, they, because we have such a good reputation for delivering the services that we promised to deliver, we became a partner for delivering uh, New York State grants, mm-hmm. New York City grants. Uh, we then received grant funding on our, on our own from um, from Wells Fargo, and we managed the grant program where we gave out about one hundred seventy thousand dollars in grants. And now, we, now that we've shown. Uh, our ability to manage these grant programs. We actually just received a grant from the federal government uh, for about five hundred thousand dollars. That's yes. coming. That's coming. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be distributing those funds uh, over the next few months. We're setting up a process. Have you seen for the businesses that. bounce back, like coming from the jaws of death, and now they, with the, what you've been able to do, are they now bouncing back and becoming stronger? We definitely have. 
I'm sorry, we definitely have some success stories. Uh, one of the avenues for our success is we're right in the neighborhood of, mm-hmm. of JFK Airport. JFK is undergoing a $20 billion re- development. Re- revitalization. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, our CEO, Justin Rogers, uh, is very uh, much involved in the process. Uh, he's on the JFK Community uh, Council, and uh, They've been tasked with making sure that the benefits of this revitalization go to the commun- go to mm-hmm. the Southeast Queens community. So we're making sure that businesses, you know, who might be very, very good at whatever they're doing, the uh, the um, uh, the demolition, the painting, whatever, uh, but they don't have the capacity to bid on contract mm-hmm. or maybe they don't have the reserves uh, to execute it. We make sure that they have the funds available. We make sure they have the expertise to do what it takes to bid on these contracts. So, you know, the community has recovered, albeit at a slower pace than mm-hmm. than other communities. But now with the JFK revitalization in full force, it's really jump starting. Well, Pat, I'm going to ask you, yeah. you know, the, the demographic of people that you serve, um, who are they? Mm-hmm. What kind of who are they in the community? Are yeah. they bus drivers? What, what's what's the background? And Mitch has talked about a lot of great things. Yeah. What are the barriers that you faced yeah. in trying to make that happen for this community? Yeah. Um, so I will say that I did join Greater Jamaica about a year ago and probably one of the best career moves that I have ever made. Uh, so the community that we serve are people that look like me, uh, everyday people that are interested in uh, just a, a safe and fair lifestyle, one that they can have access to equal opportunity. Um, so that could be your bus driver, that could be your school teacher, that could be your nurse that could be a custodian Um, I would add that some of the barriers that people are facing is that we live in a era of information overload so we have to be really intentional about the information as we put it forth the one thing that Greater Jamaica does very well is that we have our hands on multiple tentacles of uh, of things that we're handling from an economic development standpoint but we are very intentional about making sure the information reaches the community and we do that in a numerous amount of ways one of which is our 826 event which is a health and wellness event so it's premised around uh, the 5k walk and run but also the undergird of that is really the five pillars of wellness so we do care about our community in addition to that we have a co-working space which is called the greater nexus which opened up about a year ago that's where I went it's beautiful yeah it's a beautiful first of ever first of its kind in Southeast Queens, affordable, accessible co-working space in Southeast Queens. But the premise of that space is to serve as an incubator for small businesses, entrepreneurs, innovators. And what we are trying to do there is be really intentional about not utilizing it just as a member-driven space, but we're trying to make sure that businesses are coming in and they're cross-collaborating and finding synergies. In addition to us inserting all of the uh, resources that we offer, whether it be technical resources from BSG, whether it be grant writing, bringing in free community programming. So we're really being impactful in reference to making sure that people understand this is not only a space that you'll rent that has state of the art technology, but it is also a place that you can come to for everything. And, so and we, you, you try to make it affordable because that's one of the things, yes. we, you know, when I went there, I was like, People can afford to do this. You may not have to give the price list yeah, now. But people can afford how it. How important was this for you to make it affordable for the community? Because yeah. that's, that's major. Yeah. And so I want to give big shout outs to our president and CEO, Justin Rogers, who, you know, has been working on this prior to my arrival. This has been in 
process six years prior to my arrival. So these were people that were thinking about co-working before COVID. So they they were on to something. It just gives a a little preview of how we are forward thinking. But when the co-working space opened up, obviously there was a lot of market research in reference to what the pricing should be in comparison to other co-working spaces and taking into consideration our arena in terms of where we live. When we opened it, he listened to the community and he fielded some information back and people were making reference that maybe it might be priced a little too high. He immediately adjusted the pricing and that was supposed to be a temporary adjustment for just about three months. I can say today that that pricing has still uh, has is still reduced and we are sticking to that because the goal here is not to just go in the community and grab the money. We actually want to invite people in this space. We want to see businesses thrive. We want to see them recoup and we want them to stay in Southeast Queens because Queens is an amazing place to be. It's the most diverse borough and there's a lot of opportunity there, but we want to create a space where you don't have to go to Manhattan or another space to enjoy state of the art technology and see small businesses thrive. Queens is one of the most diverse boroughs. Oh, yeah. The the most diverse uh, borough of all. And so you have businesses that now are connecting in this space. That's correct. That is huge. Yeah, that's correct. So there are businesses in our space right now. We have sectors of business that fall under the umbrella of engineering, engineering, uh, public safety, crisis management, technology. Uh, We just contracted a member to join in the healthcare space. And so they're finding their own synergies, right? And then we're being intentional again about bringing in programming. We have this amazing training room for facility that we utilize and we we curate our own programming and then we partner with other organizations to bring in programming. So in a couple of weeks, we're running a financial literacy program by a subject matter expert in the financial literacy field. And that's going to be open for six weeks for people to come in and to understand about budgeting, financing, loans, products. So we're being really intentional about making sure that when you leave that space and when you when you encounter Greater Jamaica, you are understanding that we are really involved in the true upliftment of what uh, your your existence means because we actually I actually live in in Queens so I have a very vested interest yeah, yeah. yeah. and Mitch you you started before, Pat said a year his okay. year in but you how long have you been I've been there song? ten times as long as Pat yes yes right, right ten years <laughs> right so um, tell me about the changes you've seen in sure. the community okay you know actually it, that's a good lead in because you asked Pat what people uh, in the community look like and. I can tell you kind of what they feel like hmm. because okay. they, you know, when I started there um, in 2013, I would say the feel of the community was that Greater Jamaica uh, Development Corporation, GJDC, was there. But, that, you know, we we weren't that, you know, we didn't get the publicity yeah. and we did a lot of behind the scenes, behind the scenes activity. Um, but now, you know, the people there are not used to what they feel like. They're not used to someone bringing a co-working space there for right. them. They're not used to someone bringing grant money to right. this community. They're not used to, to local community organizations delivering all this PPP assistance and PP, PPE uh, mm-hmm. equipment. Um, so, you know, it was a community that I'd, I'd say had low expectations and kind of low expectations based on actual history. Uh, it was a community that had been the subject of disinvestment. So 
what I've seen over the last mm-hmm. 10 years is, um, you know, really optimism, you know, from mm-hmm. the from, from the ground up. And we're definitely, you know, we can't take sole credit for that, mm-hmm. but we're definitely a, a, a major part of it. And even when with the co-working space, Grand Nexus, I, I saw that the governor came and cut the ribbon. Yes. You had all these officials yeah. and the borough president. and all. So how did they, um, how did you get them to come to this event? Did you tell them about it? Especially the governor. The governor doesn't come everywhere. (laughs) How did she become a part of the ribbon cutting and the celebration of this great co-working space? So we've been very fortunate um, with our with our uh, programmatic initiatives and with our fundraising to support that. So in 2016, we were actually the first recipient, Jamaica was, of the New York State Downtown Revitalization Initiative, which was a $10 million grant, uh, which was uh, split between different uh, initiatives in, in downtown Jamaica. And part of that was for us to purchase two floors of this building on Parsons Boulevard to create the co-working space. So uh, the project was uh, took a while to get off the ground. Then it was obviously construction was paused during COVID. Um, but uh, the creation of the co-working space is actually a big win mm-hmm. for the governor because, you know, many projects get talked about and some projects right. are executed. Mm-hmm. This is a project that was executed and not just executed, but beautifully so. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I know, Sharon, you've, yes. you've, you've seen the space Absolutely. and it's filled with, you know, emerging entrepreneurs. So mm-hmm. that's how we got the governor there. Um, and we, you know, we have excellent relationships with uh, with. Uh, you know, a lot of elected leaders. We mm-hmm. just received. We're we're building. For example, uh, we got grant money from New York City and New York State, and we just received a two million dollar grant from Congressman Meeks. Uh, wow. We have um, a vacant industrial building near uh, the Jamaica Long Island Railroad Station. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to redo the inside. We're going to tenant it for about uh, maybe thirty different businesses to create small batch manufacturing. Um, so, you know, we have very reliable partners in the city, the state and the federal government because they know we can deliver yeah, how, results. How important is that private um, public, public relationship? Private. Tell me about how important is that to you? Sure. It's actually part of our mission. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, in, it's in our mission statement that we, you know, that we work to create partnerships, you know, uh, uh, productive partnerships with the with our partners in in um private sector mm-hmm. and the nonprofit sector and the public sector and so much of what of what of what we do as a matter of fact Pat was talking about the um, the co-working space before one of the part one of the partnerships that we're just established is with st. John's U- University yeah. where we're going to you know bring in a component um, uh, you know to assist with small businesses mm-hmm. and and new uh, entrepreneurs uh, we've got you know we've got scores of these kinds of partnerships and they really drive us and they also you know, in terms of what I do, in terms of raising money and, and writing grants, is that funders look for collaborations mm-hmm. uh, because it ensures the uh, a greater level of of, of success. Um, also, then you know makes your projects more easy to scale. So right. it's very important to get have partners. And to either one of you, I'll say, Pat, what is the vision now? I know there's some things that you're doing, but let's look way into the future. What are the things that you want to accomplish now? Wow. Uh, So I'll speak from my purview of being in this seat for a year, uh, and then I definitely will let Mitch answer to that. From being here in a year and kind of understanding the capacity in which we have and the level of history that Greater Jamaica has established, I recognize that we need to be responsible about really further furthering 
opportunities in reference to technology in our communities, in reference to affordable housing and how we work with developers and even if we are doing independent assets such as the co-working space. Uh, And just really having our feet on the ground in terms of being accessible. For me, uh, you know, I live my life on, um, you have to be accessible to the community. You have to understand, you have to have your boots on the ground and listen. Uh, So for me, I think I take it very serious about the reputation in which the company represents because I do want people to trust us as a resource. Uh, There are so many avenues right now in which we are teed up, especially around small businesses and making sure that they trust us as a source for information uh, and that if we are not able to provide them the answer that we can connect them to the appropriate resource, whether that be um, SBS or any other agency. As we really, as we talk about our CDFI, really taking a fine look, you know, I sit on the loan committee, uh, a fine look at, you know, this, the cases that are coming before us and giving fair eye to it and really understanding the person and understanding the story. So I think it's just furthering out the continuance of what we're doing on a massive scale. Um, and, you know, my president said it best is that, you know, expansion is happening to us. Um, and that's to me as a result of the kind of work that we're doing. And I would just add, um, you know, make Jamaica uh, as, you know, as part of the Queens um, program, a place to live, work and play. Yeah. So we do so much to expand economic opportunity, you know, for small businesses. We like to promote development by having people live there. But it's also we want people to not just be in Jamaica during the week, during working hours. We want there to be we want them to be there at night. We want mm-hmm. them to be there on the weekends. We want to promote um, hospitality. We want to yes. have more restaurants in the area. We want more culture yep. in the area. We want to promote those things and make them happen. And that's one of the reasons that we're doing the, um, you know, the 5K run and the Jamaica Ready Festival. Which yeah, we, so let's get into sure. that. Yes, you, love, you, it. You, love you it. You brought it up. I <laughs> <laughs> love it. Let's go yeah, right into it. Tell us about it because you're starting first with a run. So talk sure. about the run. Yeah, so so the on, on August 26th, we are doing for year two. Now, Mitch will correct me here, but I know that the 5K actually happened not just in two years. We've done the 5K before. About 20 years ago. 20 years wow. ago, the 5K. So La- it back. Yeah, yeah, so we're bringing it back. Last year, we did our first reemergence with the 5K to celebrate our 55th year of, of being in service. And by popular demand and by request of our council member, Natasha Williams, uh, saw the success of this and, and really wanted us to make sure that we replicated what we did last year. So this year on August 26th, we are doing, again, the 5K walk run. And we are starting at York College. It is going to finish at York College. And then it's going to culminate into a free community festival day. Um, we anticipate about 500 plus runners. I will let Mitch talk about some of the VIP um, people that will be there, but it is really a labor of love for us and what we see come out. People are really interested in health and wellness. It's an opportunity to bring community together. Uh, and then it's an opportunity to celebrate. And, and we know that we live in a space where public safety, you know, sometimes is very it's all over the place. And this gives us an opportunity to kind of centralize all of our efforts. And then the Community Day Festival has so many amazing parts. We're working so hard to put on an amazing, memorable event. But I'll toss it to you because I do want you to talk about our special guest. Sure. So the Grand Marshal of our um, our event is the deputy commander for uh, Queens Patrol. Uh, that's uh, Kevin, Commander, 
Kevin Kevin Williams. Kevin Williams. And then we're also uh, presenting a special award. Uh, there was a, a heroic police officer, uh, Officer Brent Bowler, who was responding mm-hmm. to a crime scene this past April and was shot in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, um, he's recovering from his wounds, and he's a, he's a special guest at our at our event. And because uh, when we reached out to them, the police were so happy to be our partner in this. I think they've registered 25 or 30 runners. Yeah, so we have a team. Yes. Mm-hmm. Can we still register? Can people you, still register? People, the registration yes. will be open until the morning of. Okay, so, good. yes, you can still register uh, there. Yes. And to register, you know, find the link on our website, which is gjdc.org. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so we also are going to expect Ralph McDaniels because Queens what? Public yes. Library is a partner in this. Right. So some of our partners include your college, uh, New York City Council. We have um, Queens Public Library, YMC, Jamaica YMCA, and a host of other uh, funders and supporters. But we are really excited about this. So the first part of the morning is that we are also going to honor an employee who passed away by the name of Jim Diego, who was a near and dear employee for uh, Greater Jamaica Development Corporation and also uh, avid runner and well-respected runner in the marathon space. So we're going to give tribute to him there also. But the great part about this is that everyone is so excited. So the NYPD, the Grand Marshal will be there, but the NYPD has about 25 to 28 people that will be running as the NYPD team. There's going to be a York College team. There's going to be a GJDC team. And we're competing. I mean, we're walking and running, but there's going to be some trophies and some awards given out. So we're going to see who makes it across that finish line first. And, and food. And, and yes. there's food and there's music, music. And, and we're also giving away we're giving away uh, uh, we're like a hundred stocked backpacks for, yeah. for, for back to school we're going to have laptop raffles yeah um, electronics that's yeah. We, we've upped the game we're giving away some yeah. ice cream no yeah. raffle for that just no come, raffle just, just for come that and get it. it may have sprinkles it may not but you'll definitely have some ice cream free ice cream we're going to have free food uh, so we're really looking forward towards uh, to this event and it's a nice way to get everyone back for the fall reemergence into the school space well, I know this is going to be an outstanding event. You're doing such great work in the Thank community. You. Thank you. Um, and just tell us again, where can people go to get information about all that you're doing? Yeah. It's so much that we've spoken about today and about the free festival. Yeah. So I would encourage you, if you are, first of all, you should follow us at GJDC Prez, P-R-E-Z on Instagram. But the most main and central place to go place to go would be to our website, which is www.g jdc.org so that's george jerry dog cat.org www.gjdc.org you'll see a rolling banner in which you can click and that will take you to a registration page for our 5k run we have beautiful shirts that you'll receive when you get there you'll have nice bibs we're given water we're given uh, ice great. cream ice we're, we're, actually the, the cool part also is that we're also offering a pre-warm-up before the race so okay. we are working with a community partner by the name of Golden Army Fitness who has is a trainer and is going to give stretching like five to ten minutes stretching pre and post race so this is going to be a great day yeah let you close out Mitch no we're we're looking forward because there are only good things on the horizon all the signs are point are pointing up and I'm delighted to be a part of this organization and thanks for having us yes welcome I know this is going to be a terrific day for the community thanks for all you do for Southeast Queens Southeast Queens (laughs) because Queens gets the money Sharon yeah Yeah, we do (laughs) 
<laughs> and it's the most diverse. I mean, even I from uh, Miss Brooklyn has to say uh, that Queens is the most diverse yes. borough in New York. And congratulations and good luck to all that you're doing. I know you're going to continue as we're talking about the things that you want to do. You're going to continue to make the impact in the community yes. that is necessary. Mm -hmm. And I love that. Grants, bringing businesses back, all that you do. We thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 